Okay, so what a day already, and it's already it's only three o'clock. But ever since I got back from Mexico, I've been feeling a a really big shift as far as like it feels that things may be moving forward even though slowly like God is revealing to me that they really are and also I felt this sense of like there's something that's not being addressed there's something that's trying to be like it feels that whatever I'm fighting is trying to bury so I feel like I need to definitely still seek that because with what's been going on, like, the entire time, the the biggest thing is, like, seeking, seeking these things out. The scripture in Proverbs really sticks out to me every time I see it, every time I read it. Which is, it is the glory of God to hide things, but it's the honor of kings to seek them out. And these these different things that's been going on, seems like it may have been going on for longer than I even was, you know, aware. So God is revealing to them, revealing these different things to me in his time. So it took... He reve- he's revealing things, but it also takes me to seek th- certain things out where he's revealing them to me enough to start seeking them out and find more information. Well, not find more information, but, you know, seek out his ultimate purpose for the entire situation. So... I've tried to be very observant, definitely working on my patience and just humility because this situation requires, you know, it has instilled a giant sense of humility in me because I've had to allow so many different people to, you know, definitely disrespect me I feel like disrespect me and dehumanize me and kind of neglect my sense of you know I don't know the word I'm looking for but it makes me feel like it doesn't matter how I feel it doesn't matter what I'm going through it doesn't matter you know what what's hap- what how much of a toll the situation is taking on me I'm supposed to, or maybe I'm not supposed to, but I am forced to endure. Now, the Bible also says Jesus went through all these trials and tribulations, so we will have to, too. He was persecuted, so we will have to be persecuted as followers of Christ. And I've definitely felt like this is, the situation is definitely instilling that in me because it feels like Jesus is leading me. He led me to ask him to be more like him. I prayed and I said, Jesus, what do I pray for? And he said, pray and ask to be more like me. So I prayed and I asked to be more like him, understanding that that's, you know, a lot of work. That's going to take a lot of work. And my 
particular circumstance and that's a big thing it's a big deal so i definitely see how jesus is shining through in like almost every situation i'm dealing with where he is answering that exact prayer to be more like him so when different things happen and i want to react how i normally would and i'm not allowed to do that or i'm not it's not that i'm not allowed to but if i did do that it would definitely be going against that prayer it would be contrary to the direction jesus is leading me in and it would not be progress being made in my life if i continued on like that so i try my best i'm trying my best to move forward Also, so many different things being revealed in this time as far as like supernatural warfare and spiritual warfare, demonic warfare, satanic warfare. All of these different things is being revealed to me. And before, I probably would have said to myself, do these things actually even exist? Like, is this stuff even real? But now I actually like just how it's revealed to me and it's like being shown that this is very real. And so is Jesus and so is God. And he is in control. He definitely is in control. I don't have a doubt about him being in control of this situation. I just doubt that, you know, sometimes my decisions, because he's never wrong, but Sometimes when I'm not getting answers and he's being quiet, I feel that that is a answer. And the answer is, you know, figure this out for yourself. You know, do what you have been. I have instilled enough in you to be able to discern what you what choice you need to make and what you need to be doing. So I question sometimes if I'm making the right decisions and what would be a better one or what would be the right a more um, a better direction to go in. So. Today, yesterday was interesting and I didn't get to talk about it on the podcast because I wound up like venturing off into all these other things I was talking about. But another thing that was on my heart after I didn't talk about it was should I talk about it? But now I'm going to because it's even if it is not something that is of God or even if it is not something that is what God is wanting me to see or do is definitely still happening and it matters. So maybe it can help somebody else and maybe it can be a guidance for somebody else. But yesterday, well, actually this has been going on for at least three days now. And the first thing that happened three days ago when I woke up in the morning, well, actually I'll talk about the night before that. The night before that, I question when the spiritual warfare started and I first started hearing these voices. And I don't usually like to say I'm hearing voices or talk about that because I realize like certain people or a lot of people, if not all people, may see that as like a mental issue. And the thing about it is ever since I found Christ, which he found me, but ever since I have been indulging in my Bible more, and this has been going on for some years now, at least five, 
I haven't had a mental health issue. Like I, the mental health issues that I've had over the years, I've taken them to God and he's been dealing with them. And I've been progressing in them over time to the point where I never consider a counselor. I never consider a therapist. I don't consider other people's advice because I know the advice that I'm getting from God and what he's doing in my life is all that I need. So even though I still deal with certain things, I realize that God is handling that. He's dealing with that. And he is my counselor. So I bring everything to him. And I've never needed outside help. I've never needed outside help. Anytime I would probably talk about these issues or different things, it is to inform others around me about the journey I'm on and what I've learned and how much I've I've observed and grown. And also to... Sort of like bounce ideas off of them. And I don't want to make that seem like I need their advice. Because like I said, I have all the advice I need in God. But sometimes it feels good to just talk to people. So, which is starting to feel like it's a bad idea. Because everybody who I would ultimately talk to, I don't feel confident in. With these circumstances, with these situations. But I've gotten to the point where I feel like I'm talking about it because I feel like it or because it makes me feel better and I know that. So if I don't feel confident in who's getting the information or if I feel, you know, any type of way about, you know, maybe I should keep this to myself or anything, then that's what I would have done. I was I'm confident and mostly confident. I don't want to lie. I'm mostly confident in what I'm doing because I'm confident in God. And I feel that, you know, if this information could have, could be hindered by somebody, then what I've gone through in this past couple years means nothing because they haven't been able to hinder anything he has said for me, despite everything that they've done, everything that they've tried to do, everything he's revealed to me that they've tried to do. And information you know or lack thereof definitely is a small fry compared to all the different things and all the different things to be considered that were you know attacked and targeted so if information was going to help them in any kind of way it would have so that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep things to yourself because the bible even says a fool is even counted wise when he shuts his mouth. But, and I'm not neglecting that fact. Like, I'm, I definitely need to work on that as well, for the most part. Like, God is telling me, like, mm, it's not really what you think it is. Like, it's not as big as a deal as it, you know, sometimes feel like it feels like it's pressured to be. But... In his time, like, I've just realized so many different things. And nothing, Every out of all the mistakes I've made, out of all the different directions I've gone in, out of all the different, you know, attempts to stop this from happening, it still happened. And the one thing I looked back and thought immediately was, wow, out of everything I've been through and out of everything I've done, if this were not meant to be, I would have been messed this up. This would have been messed up so long ago 
like starting from probably grade school I would have messed this up if this were not meant to be this is destiny for real because I just have is nothing I've done right to make to put me in this position the only thing I've done right is believe in him and believe on him so it's it's God it's God written all over it like it's amazing how you know it feels like you're taking a test and you get a zero but you still pass and that's God that's God I don't feel like I'm not saying that I got a zero or anything but I'm saying like you could get nothing right you could do nothing right not study not know any of the answers not be prepared and still pass and that is God that's exactly how it feels like I was everywhere I was a mess I didn't know what I was doing and I had absolutely no control over this situation at all whatsoever but I was counting on the one who did and he pulled it through and I'm too much of a mess I don't want to keep saying I'm a mess but I'm too much I'm too disorganized and I'm too I want to say unsure but I'm not as faithful as I could be I'm not as confident as I could be in things. A lot of times I am changing my mind and indi- so indecisive, very indecisive. Like almost every day, I'm not even every day, it's more than that. It's like all day, every day. How indecisive I am on things and for this decision to be so sure and for this decision to be so complete. I could never take credit for that. That's God. That's period. That's God. Because I feel that it's almost an advantage for me to be as indecisive as I am for him to show his power. And it's an advantage for any the enemies or my enemies or enemies, period, the opposition to see me and all my dysfunction and probably base it off of that but I don't want to even put I don't even want to take that much credit away from God because I feel like that's even limiting him because I don't feel that they were even basing it off of my dysfunction I feel that they were well aware of God's power in my life and the direction he was taking my life in so I would never say that it would it was you know the situation was underestimated I don't I don't feel it was because they knew at certain times more than I did. Well, they never really knew more than I did. But they knew more than I was aware I knew. So, like I said, I would have messed it up. But God is even saying, don't say that. Don't even say you would have messed it up. Because that's also part of this situation. That's part of what's being revealed in this situation. Like, Finding out that I'm not as dysfunctional as I think I am. I'm not as much of a mess as I think I am. And that's part of finding out my destiny. That the entire time, God has instilled enough in me. It's always been in me. And that's what the objective is. To ultimately master that. Hone that and harness that. Instead of being so indecisive all the time or feeling like I'm being tossed to and fro or feeling like I don't know what's going on, panicking, worrying, 
and doing things out of anxiety, like doing things anxiously. So he's revealing to me that, you know, there's different demons. There's, you know, different satanic warfare that's been going on in my life that I was not even aware of for so long. That is hindering what he has instilled in me. And it's buried. But I have to break through these different things so that I can shine. So I see that. So all that being said, a few days ago. I remembered and just reminisced about a couple years back, the beginning of the year when God moved me to Houston and I was praying and reading my Bible. And for a while I had felt watched, for a while I had felt followed, for a while I had felt targeted everywhere I went. And every time I looked around, just didn't seem like I could catch anybody looking or watching but different, you know, different things would happen that definitely proved I was, you know, not alone. And I don't mean not alone as far as, yeah, God's there. I mean, like, there's somebody outside of God watching me. There's somebody outside of God involved. And I couldn't see how. I couldn't see how. Like, I wondered if it was my phone. Other times I wouldn't have it. I wondered if it was different you know, people around me other times, they would not, they would not be anywhere in sight and they would not have no idea where I am. Like it was just spiritual and I started to realize it, but it felt like it was something I can do about it or something God is doing about it, can do about it, will do about it. So I know he can do anything, but will do about it, is doing about it. So when I start realizing these things, at the time, I was not aware enough of what it would have taken to avoid these things. I started doing small things like watching my back, looking over my shoulder, um, taking certain precautions to check up on if I was being followed or watched as far as, you know, keeping up with certain things, trying to be more organized so that I'd recognize if things were tampered with or if I felt that things were being tracked. None of this made a difference because God would even tell me, like, don't go out of your way. Just pray. Just, you know, different times I would feel so anxious. Like, why do I feel like I'm being watched? It feels so uncomfortable. And I just feel, you know, a presence. And no one's present, but present but me and then God would say pray and then I pray and I'd immediately feel better and that's when I started to realize it is spiritual like I had been realized that before but it was really starting to sink in so when I moved here well God moved me here and these different things happen it's amazing how when these different things were happening I was amazed at the moves God was making like, he literally told me. I prayed to him. I said, God, I don't want to live here anymore. I want you to move me away. I really want to go somewhere. And I'm counting you to do this. And I never did that before because I didn't consult with God about certain decisions like that. Because I felt like, you know, I don't know what I felt. But I definitely didn't feel that I needed to consult God with certain decisions like moving or things like that. I thought, like, I got to go out and make that happen. I got to go out and do that if that's what I want. 
but something told me just ask God. Like if it feels like you you're stuck or you can't do anything, ask God. So I asked God because I said, God, you can do anything, and I'm I'm trying to believe and have more belief in the fact that you can do anything. I you you will give me anything I ask for. So I asked him to move me, and it was in a way a little bit a test in my mind because I was thinking to myself, you know, if God does this or if God can do this, then I'll know. I can ask him for anything. He can do anything. He'll do anything I ask. So, well, if it's for me and if it is for me, that's also a test. Like, is is this for me? Am I meant to move? So when I asked God that, he said to me, I asked him a few times for a week, prayed it. And eventually he, he spoke back and he said, I'm going to move you to Houston. Well, he said, where do you want to go? And I said, Houston. And he said, okay, I'm going to move you to Houston. And I have an assignment for you. I need you to revise the people. And immediately, I just didn't feel worthy of that kind of responsibility. I knew that God had been revealing to me the different things I was doing in the spirit with just my prayers. I pray over different people, losses in people's families, the city, like, you know, bad situations. Anytime somebody came and said something about an issue or a problem, not like they were asking me or expecting me to make a difference, I would just pray about it. Like, if anybody's going to make a difference, even if I can't do anything, because I was definitely not in a position to help anybody. Like, if I'm not in a position to help anybody, what do I do when I can't help myself? I go to God. He can help. So I pray. And it feel like, you know, not that I needed the confirmation, but I would you know, start seeing different things shift in his spirit where God, where things were, I feel like my prayers were working and God was telling me your prayers are working. Like I prayed over the city and I just started praying that I see less deaths and in my city was like a death every day. So I was just praying that I would just stop seeing as many deaths. I would start praying that I would stop seeing as many like young young guys because I would see it a lot like robbing and killing and doing all the stuff that they they were doing because I felt like you know it was just so it was such a sad situation when you're there and you see it everybody is feeling like they have no option they're stuck they have no choice but to rob and kill and it becomes like you get accustomed to it where you get around people who are like oh my gosh I can't believe that's appalling behavior and you think wow like you know that sounds like an easy, great life to not automatically be accustomed to this kind of behavior. But you realize it is more out there and it doesn't have to be like this. But you get so accustomed and you grow up thinking and feeling like this is just how it is. You almost forget that it's not like this everywhere with everybody. Which is sad. But, like, I just start praying. And I said, if anybody can do something about it, God can. Because I almost feel like nobody else can do anything about it or nobody else wants to. So I prayed to God. And God started making a difference. He told me to pray, keep praying over things, praying over people. Every time I see a situation that hurts me, but I feel like I can't change it, pray on it. So I just did. And then God started telling me that, you know, your prayers have covered the city. 
because I would pray for my city every night. And he would say, your prayers have covered the city. And I feel that was at the at that time, that was when God decided that, you know, it was time for a bigger assignment. So I never really knew much about Texas. I just knew it was the biggest state in America. And that's really and that it was my might be country. But um, that's really all I knew about Texas, really. My sister had moved out here. So that's why I said Texas when he at Houston, when he said, where do you want to go? And I had felt like because God had been leading me to pray for my sister while she's out here, it felt like even though I was at the time a little small minded, not understanding or I won't say understanding, just a little ignorant to the fact that, you know, she has people and you get out here, you, you meet people, you branch off and, you know, you can still like he, she's protected wherever she goes. I know that. But like. I was feeling like so I was feeling anxious a lot about her being out here by her, by herself. We all had grew up in one city, one state our whole life. And this was her first time moving away. And like she was by herself and she was young and I just felt like, you know, I, w- I need to pray over her. I want to pray over her because, you know, yes, yeah, she's moving out here with family. But, like, we all grew up together. So none of us are there. And I didn't, I didn't you know, necessarily feel like whether it was affecting her or not there. But if it was, I want to pray over that. So I prayed about it every night with every, all the rest of the different prayers. And, like, God... I felt like was leading me to different things, different revelations about different things. So he led me to talk to her about it, talk to her about how how I was praying for her and everything. And I would tell her, like, I'm praying for you and I'm praying that you find, you know, somebody who you feel protected and you feel safe around that you can spend a lot of your time with until you meet more people. Because this is around the time she first got there. Because I wanted her to feel like, you know. I didn't know how she felt, but I was just thinking, how would I feel moving to a different state in a different city? And I didn't want her to feel alone. I didn't want her to feel, you know, so small in a big world. Like, I don't know. But we're different, obviously. But I won't say obviously, but, you know, I just thought, how would I feel? So I prayed over her so that she would feel comfortable, feel safe, and feel protected. Especially in a city she didn't grow up in. So... I did that and God led me to, you know, start feeling like, you know, maybe you should be out there with her if you're so concerned about her. And so, you know, I didn't know if that's what my sister wanted, but I felt like, you know, that would make me feel better. It would make me feel better. You know, I didn't feel like, I didn't know how she would feel about it. I didn't, I never felt like she wouldn't want me to be there though. I never felt that way. So... God asked me, do I want to move out there? I said, yeah. Well, he asked me where I want to move. I said, Houston. And I had it had been on my heart for months. Like, I'm probably going to move to Houston. I'm probably going to move to Houston. Because I was thinking about moving to South Carolina. But God didn't lead me to ask for South Carolina. He led me to ask to move to Houston. So I have a sister in South Carolina, but I want to move to Houston. So I asked for Houston, not really expecting like a big 
thing. It was just like, I want to be close to my sister, closer to my sister. I want to make sure she's safe. Maybe we can hang out more. Like, it feels like we're drifting apart. And, you know, well, honestly, I can't say that because honestly, as long as she was gone, every time we talked, it felt like, you know, we just talked yesterday. It really didn't feel like a big gap. But, like, I just want to be closer to my sister. So, I knew that that was a big move for me, too, which is, like, considering myself, you know, I didn't realize at the time how ignorant I was to moving outside of your state. Like, I felt like, I can do this. I want to travel the world. and I might as well get started now. And I want to take this big step. But I didn't, you know, and different people were telling me, like, wow, I'm so proud of you for doing this. Like, it was such a big deal. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, not really seeing it as such a big deal. But, yeah, you know, it's different. And I was, you know, I felt like I was naive to the fact that, like, moving completely out of your city and state to a whole other city and state is a big move. That's a big move. Especially when it's really far. So it was like over a thousand miles away. So that's, a, it was a big deal. And other people, like when I would tell them, they'd be like, wow. You know, you did that? Wow. You know, I never, I never left my city or state or I never moved out of my city or state and I don't plan to or such and such. And it really made me feel like that really is a big thing. And I feel like that was God putting on my heart. Like, you know, definitely acknowledge the big steps that you're making. Because I wasn't feeling like, you know, the big steps were being made. I was too focused on my future and wondering, like, when are those big steps really going to come? Like, this is a small, not a small step. This is a step. But, like, the really big steps, like, I have yet to get there. And I'm just focusing and praying, like, God, you know, please help me one day get there. And I don't really want it to take forever. And, you know, help me to progress as much as possible. So I'm hoping and and praying for like those really big steps where I can feel the change. I can feel like it's a big step. And, you know, I didn't like God was definitely, you know, I feel like reminding me like this is a big step. You're taking big steps every day. Like when you pray and the changes that I'm making in your life and the different things that you are changing in your life to become a better person. Those are big steps. And I was like downplaying them. So he's like, be grateful, you know, for everything you have, because it's it's important to be grateful for what you have now, instead of always hoping for something more and for, you know, a, you like yours, like, I'm gonna be happy when I do this. I'm gonna feel accomplished when I do this. And you need to feel accomplished and be happy now and be grateful for what you have now. Otherwise, you'll never be happy and feel accomplished no matter what you do. So I was, you know, definitely working on that in my prayers into my heart because that's something that was big for me you know letting that sink in because I really felt like I'm not doing anything I'm really not doing anything so that was something but I plan to do something where I felt like I'm doing something so when I got here when God said revise the people I really didn't feel worthy and I don't know if I didn't take it serious because when he had actually, when he said he was moving me out here, he said, don't worry about anything. I'll make sure everything works out. A week later, you know, I was invited to stay out here with a place to stay and I didn't have to pay rent. And a waiter, a flight, and all of this stuff was just set up in a week. And God just moved like that. And I knew he was serious when he said it. I knew he meant it when he said it. But it's like I didn't ever see God move like that with 
off my prayers before. Like usually he's doing things and he's expecting me to trust him that they are being done, even if I can't see the results. So just seeing the results like that was amazing. So I knew it was God. And I for, I had forgotten what he had asked me to do. The assignment he sent me on, he was sending me on, but I didn't forget, like pray every day. And don't forget about God just because you're moving off and don't, you know, push him to the side. Like definitely still consider him every single day like you're doing now. That's the best thing I have going for myself. So I didn't feel like it was a big deal that I wasn't considering exactly what the assignment was. I felt like as long as I'm still consulting with God, I'm always going to be okay. I had forgotten when I got here, like things started like really like shifting where I felt something the day I was about to leave. Like I got cold feet and I did not expect that because I wasn't afraid to move. I wasn't afraid of any of it. I wasn't afraid of the entire situation. I wasn't afraid. The only thing I may have been afraid of was leaving my family. Excuse me, or a little concerned about. I wasn't even afraid of that. So I felt afraid that day. Right before we were about to leave out to catch the flight, that's that's when it really hit me. Like, I had been, you know, getting everything ready, ready to go. My mom was like, you ready to go? Kept, kept you know, reminding me, like, you ready to go? You ready to go? Like, it felt like for a couple of weeks. And every time I'm like, yeah, like, we're making it a big deal. I'm ready. Like, we can go now. And, like, when the days start counting down and I start telling people, like, that's what I'm about to do, like, it still didn't sink in. People are like, wow, really? And it's still not sinking in. And then when I finally, the day comes and I'm just like, I don't know. I have a bad feeling. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this. I don't know if I should go. Right before we was about to walk out the door, like bags packed and everything. Right before our ride, it like was outside waiting on us. I was like, I don't know if I should go. Maybe you should go without me. I said to my mom. And she was like, first she ignored me, but then she was like, come on, like, don't, for real, just come on, like, don't, like, we're going. So, I just felt it, I felt something, and it felt like different things were, were like, like, it's almost like, a, I don't know, I want to say it's a movie, because, like, movies are based on real life, I feel like that for sure. But, like, it just felt like different things were being revealed to me that, like, in that small time of getting on that flight to go that was kind of like, you know, pay attention to this part, you know? And different things, it felt like was was kind of hindering where it's like we almost didn't have a way there. We almost, you know, didn't have a, we almost didn't get there in time to catch our flight. And then we got to the airport, they almost didn't want to let us on the flight. For multiple reasons. So. There was different things going on. Where I was like. You know maybe this is signs we shouldn't go. But like. God is like nope. Like even the sun is shining on me. As we're going. On the way there. Overlooking the city as we left. It just felt so beautiful. Like. Like God was carrying us. Then we got on the flight, and immediately when we got on the flight, things really started, like, showing. That really made me feel like, wow, like, you know, I had noticed these things a couple times before I'd been on a flight. I had been on flights a couple times before that, just, like, a few times, because 
I had visited Houston and then I had visited other states. But and I noticed few a few things, but this time I noticed something. It's like everybody was preparing a way for us. And I was just thinking like, what is that? Because it feels like we're just a regular person. Is this like is this like the VIP like treatment? Because why do I feel VIP and I'm really just poor? Like, I didn't even buy this flight. So, it just felt like things were being, like, set up for us where it's like everybody is making sure we're good out of all the people. And I felt like, why do I notice that, like, everybody is, like, knowing who we are and they don't feel like they should know who we are. And everything was set up to be so comfortable for us. And I was like, wow, you know, but nothing too crazy as far as like, yeah, actually it was a little crazy. But then, you know, I start feeling weird, like, okay, this is like, I'm starting to feel weird again. Every time I feel weird, I've gotten accustomed to getting pulling out my Bible and starting to read it. So I read it anywhere at all times, you know, around anybody. I love to read it around people because it God reveals to me if my spirit is comfortable with their spirit. If I pull out my Bible and start reading around them and it feels like they are being, they start getting dysfunctional. I'll see different times, like different times people will be like, immediately they'll switch. Well, we'll get to arguing. They'll start cursing me out out of nowhere. They'll distract me. They'll keep distracting me from it to where I have to put it up. In order for things to go back to normal, like this is really how I test spirits. And usually, if I do that, I put out my Bible, and people act like that, I don't hang with them anymore. But if I pull out my Bible and somebody makes me feel comfortable, like I can read my Bible in peace, I'm not gonna, like, they're not gonna distract me. And they don't, they're not distracting. They don't, they don't, you know, keep looking over, like, what are you doing over there? Or, like, making it look like it's a big deal. Like, you don't know if I'm over here reading a book. You don't know if I'm on Instagram. You don't know what I'm doing. But I'm reading my Bible. And I'm not going to tell you. But, like, you know, if I'm on Instagram, if I close the Bible out and go on Instagram, you know, and it's normal. But then when I pull the Bible up and it's not, I'm like, okay. So I see a, a pattern there. But the different people who would make me feel comfortable around my Bible, about my Bible, I knew that they were good people. I just knew it in my heart, and I would keep them around, despite how it looked on the outside, despite how it would look like. It was, sometimes it would look like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just thought of something funny. But sometimes it would look like people were Wow, okay. Sometimes it would look like people were like not interested or not cool with me or really didn't want me around them. But when I get pull out my Bible and I read read around them, I know that like they are good people. And I'll still be around them. Otherwise, you know, if I if I didn't already do that, I'd be like, I don't feel like they like me. Or I don't feel like they're good for me. So, no. And it just looks like that. But then other times, like, people are so for me and really want me to be around them. But I pull out my Bible. And then the second I start reading, 
we can't stand each other or we can't, I can't be around them no more. Like, I'm not hanging out with them. It doesn't matter what it looks like. So, that's what I would do. And that's how I kind of discern the spirits. And I would do it every time I felt oppressed or I felt anxious or I would pray. So, all I know is... I got on this plane, and when I sat down, I felt really pressured. I felt so pressured, and I was like, why does it feel like everybody's watching me? Like, everybody knows who I am, and everybody's, like, aware of me and my thoughts and everything. This is when it first started. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm, you know, like, tweaking in my head. Like, I know I'm not tripping, but, like... I don't know. I feel anxious. So I pull out my Bible and I start reading. And immediately I start hearing people say things. As I read my Bible and I ignore all my surroundings because it gets quiet. When I read my Bible, no matter how loud it is. Immediately, I just start, you know, taking in the word and just loving the word and doing what I do daily. Getting comfortable and feeling better immediately from God and by God. Like he's immediately comforting me because I'm in his presence. And people, I heard a man sitting right across from me say, yeah, right, he's not real. And he was not even in my, like, he was in my row, but he was not in, like, right next to me where he could see what I was reading. I was not reading out loud. And I was like, what did he just say? How does he know I'm reading my Bible? What is, like, I knew he was talking about God because I said to myself, did that just happen? And like, yeah. Like, and they're like reacting. People are reacting. Like, other people on the plane are like upset. They're getting upset. I'm like, why does it feel like everybody's upset? Because I'm reading the Bible. Like, why are they getting like puffed up? They're getting upset. Like, they want to kick me off the plane. It almost got to the point where it's like, they were going to find any reason to get me off the plane. And I was like, wow, what is like, how do they even know I'm reading my Bible? So I kept telling myself, they don't know. But they kept making it known. I was like, wow, that's that's different. So I kept reading my Bible for sure by then because I'm like, yeah, he's definitely real. Like, this does nothing but only prove it more. And I feel like that was God right there. Like, just like, you see? You see how people do? How can you claim I am not real? But this just proves it. There's no way possible for you to have known she's reading the Bible. And the fact that you're saying she he's not real probably is an indicator that you feel my presence with her, around her, when she's reading it. So how can you say he's not real? And I think that that was more the, you know, spirits coming out, but also just the the feeling in the being in the presence of God. I feel like for a lot of people, they may not have been in his presence for a while, if at all. And finally being in the presence is kind of like being in awe and in shock. But it was a great thing for me in my mind because I'm thinking, well, at least now you know he is. Hopefully. Or like maybe after this, after you, you know, see 
how he comforts me and what it feels like to be in his presence and the love connected to him. Every time you're in your Bible and you decide to be in his presence, maybe you'll want that for yourself and you'll start reading your Bible too. So I felt like if they're watching me and they see what's going on, it's, it's a great thing. Like I pray that I'm setting a good example. And that was already like crazy but like as i pray to god and i ask god like god please make this flight more comfortable for me like i do want to you know i do want to you know be able to show them how great it feels to be in your presence i really do but also like i don't want them like you know distracting me and making me feel super uncomfortable because i still can't wrap my mind around this and so god made the rest of the flight more comfortable for me as much as possible because some people it's like the spirits were coming out they were like they were like distracting me being extra rude and you know trying their best to make me uncomfortable I feel like because they asked they heard me ask that like or feel that way but I don't want to talk about that because if God is in control that doesn't matter so when we get off the flight you know, and it's amazing how my mom, it feels like my mom was looking like, you You see, like, like, like she had already been, you know, going through this. She had already been feeling God's presence, you know, because I pray every day. So it's, it kind of felt like my mom was feeling like, so I'm not crazy. You know, like it almost felt like she felt like she was getting confirmation in a way that she does hear him <laughs> talking to me talking to us in our presence like like I saw it in her face kind of but like I don't want to say anything because I felt like man why didn't you say something to me you know that would have made me that would have made me feel like you know a little bit more comfortable even though at this point I'm confident in God you know I don't need anybody but him but him especially to know about him that he's there but you know imagine us having that conversation like you know I feel God's presence when you pray and when you read your bible and I would have been so happy to hear that I would have just that would have just warmed my heart you know sometimes even though you know you still want to know or you still want to hear somebody say it so God was definitely pulling me away from that as well, though. Like, know some, know what you know, because a lot of times people do already know, and they're counting on the fact that you don't, so they're not going to tell you. And if you look to them for that confirmation, you know, you are probably going to be led away from what you already know. You need to trust me. So, believe me when I tell you things. So, that as well is two sides to that. But when I got off the plane... We went all the way through the airport, grabbed our baggage, and was waiting on our car. or about to wait on our ride. And right when that happened, like soon as we stepped past like the line, that means you're like you're leaving departures. Immediately, everybody stopped and stared at us. Like, everybody just stopped and stared at us. And it was so supernatural. And I was like, why is everybody staring at us? Like, what is it? I looked around. 
And I looked at my mother. My mother, she realized we were being stared at too, but she didn't feel, she didn't seem as, you know, perplexed as I was. And then I looked at their faces and they looked so mad. They looked so mad. And I immediately was like, I need to start praying again right now. Because I got a little, like, scared. Like, why why are they so mad? And if it's what I think it's about, you know, that's scary. Because when I know God is real, when I feel God is in my presence, or when I sense God, I get happy. Like, even when I wasn't in my Bible like I was supposed to, I would get so happy. Because I'm like, he's real. He's here. I've always known. And it's confirmation, like. You know, all those times we made it through all these tough times. And I just wanted to be like, God, are you real? And it hurt me to feel like maybe he wasn't. To have confirmation that he is. Like, that's everything. I've asked way too many times. Am I, you know, am I the stupid one? So, that confirmation is everything. And... I, I couldn't I couldn't understand being on the other side of that, like being upset that he's here, being upset that he's shown up, being upset that, you know, to be in the presence of him. What? That's God. Like, I'm fangirling over God and you hate him? Or you just strongly dislike him enough to not want to be in his presence I couldn't understand it I could never understand it but I think God was protecting me from that fact all the way up until that point so when we stepped into the place we were going to stay immediately because I had got this bad feeling we after that after the after the angry face I got such a bad feeling but we got picked up we got dropped off at where we were going to stay and the second we stepped into the place I had this feeling like, uh oh. Like, yeah, now I really don't know if this is the right decision to make, but it's too late. We're already here. So, different things happened that are small and not, not worth mentioning. But they definitely were an indication that, you know, things were getting started and different things were being revealed that was definitely meant for me to see improving that everything that God has said to me, things that people do, things that people say, things that people are aware of and still rebel and reject is very real. Like I never doubted God that he did, like I don't feel like he lies. But the different things he would tell me cuz I would be in his presence and I would feel the completion, I would feel the love, I would feel the gratitude. I would feel so gracious and so grateful to be in his presence like god thank you for just being real thank you for just being you like i have nothing i don't have money i don't know you know what i'm even gonna eat today but i'm just grateful for you and like i even remember god you know saying to me you know you may not even make it into heaven this is around the time i first started reading my bible again like you might not even be going like God said, God said that to me, and immediately when He told me, of course I was like really depressed to hear that, but I knew that already. We know this stuff, we know this. This is why, 
you know, I was a lot of times shocked by people's reactions by God, but I was asking myself and questioning myself and kind of upset with myself. Why are you shocked? Do you know this stuff already? But it's kind of like denying, being in denial and not wanting that to be so true because you're devastated by it. But like, just God telling me, like, you may not go to heaven. Like, you could very well go to hell where you're at now. And yeah, you're reading the Bible and you're praying, but that doesn't mean that I'm that you're automatically going to go to heaven. I'm telling you that now. So in a way, he's checking me. Like, don't think just because you're picking up your Bible now, it's automatically heaven. Like, no, you're, you know, you still have to be held accountable for all your sin. You have to be held accountable for all your idle, you know, days and all the times you weren't considering me, all the times you weren't thinking about me and all that you were doing, all the things you've done, you have to be held accountable for. And I was devastated to hear it, but I I was already humbled in his presence where I was like, you know, I understand that God, like I'm wrong. Like when he revealed to me how wrong I was, cause he revealed it. He didn't just tell me he revealed it where you're made aware how wrong you really are. And he already knew that's why I even got in my Bible. But once he revealed it to me, I was just like, I understand. Like, at this point, of course, nobody wants to go to hell. And, of course, me thinking, of course, it's in my heart. Like, if I read my Bible, you know, maybe I won't go. I want to say that's what I was thinking. That's not even what I was thinking. I was reading my Bible because I desperately needed truth. I desperately needed truth in my life. And he was the truth. I knew he was the truth. Only place I can get it. So that's why I was reading my Bible. It wasn't because, oh, I got to go to heaven. I got to make it to heaven. I don't even think I was thinking about heaven because I knew how wrong I was. And God said to me, you may not go. And I said, you know, I know God. And I was devastated. And I said, but even if I do not make it, like, even if I'm not going, only you know if I'm going, I'm just grateful to have this truth while I have it, while I can. I'm just grateful to be able to pray to you. I'm just grateful to even be in your presence at all. Like, I'm not doing this to, you know, make sure I go to heaven because I don't, like, I know that's not a guarantee. And I can't say I've done anything to deserve it. So I'm like, I'm I'm a sinner and I know. I just want, I'm just grateful to have a God to pray to. And I feel like, God was still, you know, hard on me a little bit, like, and I mean it. Like, I didn't just say that. I meant that. Like, you really may not go. But he was, I feel like, pleased with that answer. I won't say he's that harsh. You know, I don't want to make it sound like he's that harsh, but, like, in a loving way. Because he wants me to be aware of where I'm at. Like, it's such a blessing to be sober-minded and where you stand with God. Because... A lot of us, we are not. And for so long, I wasn't. And I went through life doing things and saying to myself, I'm not as bad as them. I don't do this. I don't do that. Like, honestly, like, I could stand to do worse things before I feel like I'm just, you know, evil or wicked. And I was not sober-minded. I was not full, fully aware of how wrong I was. I was not, I would always say, you know, this person is horrible. This person does this and this person does that. And I'm talking about on terms of hellfire. And didn't realize how close I was to it. And then 
I just remember God telling me over the years, don't say anybody, you know, you're going to hell. Don't say that to anybody. And I would, I would try to be so careful not to say that. Teach myself not to say that because when God said it to me, he said it like, you know, I very well may send it the first, send you the first time you say it. So like, I was very careful with that. So I just kind of knew, like, if I keep, if I say something like you going to hell or I keep telling people they're going to hell, I might go. And I'm not trying to. So I was careful with that, at least, even though I knew I was wrong in so many other ways I could have been working on. But all I know is that right there, being humbled in his presence and just being grateful for just the truth. Like, at that point, I just wanted to die. I really did. I was suicidal. And I knew I might go to hell, but I was just grateful to have that truth for now. Because... I didn't, like, I think a lot of times when I was so suicidal, wanting to die, I was not even caring if I went to hell. So, it was, it was, it was just like, I knew how wrong I was, especially being in God's presence, especially knowing how much that hurts him to say, I don't care if I go to hell when I, if I kill myself. So, yeah, I know I was wrong. But, you know... Like I said, he starts showing up in my, in my life in, in ways I can never imagine. And this day, you know, when we showed up here, I felt, you know, him, him definitely exposing different things. Like, yeah, you know, other, like, being in God's presence and, and realizing his presence, excuse me, realizing, you know, what it's like to be in it. I said to myself, how could anybody not love you? How can anybody not be extremely grateful for you, God, no matter what terms they are on, they are on with you? Because the way he showed up in my life, I definitely didn't feel like I deserved such a loving God. And I said, he said, you'll be surprised with people. And I said, I know because I was like that too. But I promise you, if you show them who you are, how you've shown me who you are, nobody will deny you. Because I was horrible, and I cannot deny you. And I just knew that. I'm like, you can save me, you can save anybody. And God is like, I don't know. There's some people who even after I show them how who I am, after, like I've shown you, still they reject me and rebel against me and hate me or do things against me and choose choose outside of me and worship other gods and I said I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe that was true I'm like I'm like no God you got to show them you how you show me you like questioning in a way <laughs> if they seen the same God I saw and so I think that was the start of things where God is like okay I'm going to show you because you're kind of telling me prove it so I'm going to show you, you know, me showing them who I am like I've shown you. and You'll be there. And he's challenging me. Like, can you take on this task? You know? And I'm like, of course, because I'm just sure. I'm absolutely sure. Like, what? This is like, you're amazing. You are wonderful. Like, Nobody would deny that. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they've done or how they act. And 
he still was like not really wanting me to not really wanting to break my heart in that way because he knows people he said that I'm God I know people I see everybody I know people's hearts so that was the start of my assignment okay so that was the start of my assignment and it's so much more like it really feels like it was like a book but when I first got there things start manifesting and different things start happening so I feel that you know God was showing his power with how he was revealing you know how different how people are aware of him maybe they are not fully aware of how good he is maybe they are not fully aware of how loving and caring and gentle and perfect and righteous he is that's what i was telling myself because i still couldn't believe like they would still reject him despite knowing that so i said to myself they just need to see they can't see it they can't see so time went by you know I stuck to my plan of moving there and you know doing my best to progress like get a job go to school uh, eventually you know save money build credit and get established you know maybe I didn't plan on being here for the rest of my life but I definitely planned on you know taking steps here that would you know build my future so when I got here you know I kept praying every morning every morning I needed God I needed to have that presence that time with God to be in his presence and just read my bible and he would just he would just carry me through my entire day I would just lose myself in reading to him I had to read to him I mean, read, excuse me, not reading to him, I guess reading to him, but I would just lose myself in reading the Bible every morning and I had to have that every morning. So as I read, as I read, all I know is different things start happening where daily as I'm feeling the progress being made like from this from from the time I started reading my bible till now like there's definitely progress being made in my life I can feel it I can see it like my soul is like feeling more healed like he's feeling voids in my life and I'm more aware of my surroundings and the people around me and the choices that I'm making and I'm making better choices. And I'm considering him way more in what I do and things that I do. Not all that I do. I was working on that. But I'm trying my best to consider him in all that I do. I'm progressing. I feel that. So I want him, I want more. Like at this point, I just have a hunger for the truth. And I just want more. I'm so I feel so grateful to have the truth. Like you get to you start feeling so lucky 
not lucky, but just blessed. I don't like to use the word lucky anymore. Like God says, don't use lucky. No such thing as luck. Blessed. So I just start feeling blessed. I just start feeling so blessed. Like I'm blessed to have God. I'm blessed to have him work, looking over my life. I'm blessed to be able to read my Bible. I'm blessed to be in his presence. I am blessed. So I just start feeling so good, so great about that. And then, you know, daily, I would start noticing different things. Like, I wake up in the morning. This has already changed over time before I got to Houston. God told me stop running to different apps, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all these different things. When you wake up in the morning, don't even check your email before you read the Bible. Don't do anything with your phone before you read the Bible. Do you notice that every morning that you wake up, the first thing as soon as you open your eyes, you're looking for your phone? And it's always right next to my pillow. If it's not right next to my pillow, I'm panicking. That's the first thing I think as soon as I open my eyes. The second I crack my eyes open, where's my phone? So I can check my text messages I've gotten overnight. Or so I can get on Instagram and see what's happening. You know, how many likes I got. All this other stuff. He's like, I want you to wake up and the first thing you think in the morning is, where's my Bible? So he's like, go to your app. He's like, read the Bible every morning before you do anything else. And so I start working on that. He's like, practice that. So I started practicing that. And by this time, I'm getting, like, better at it. And I can't, I can't lie. When I first started doing this, it was such a fight where immediately I get on my phone and I'm texting people back already before I read my Bible. Or immediately I get on my phone and I'm just immediately first thing I click on is Instagram I remember I strictly remember this fight with Instagram where I will always click on Instagram and then be like wait I'm supposed to be in my bible and I was already on there for like an hour already or I'm like okay just you know five more minutes and then it's another hour before I get back on my bible and it's like I had to start fighting myself like no do it now before you forget sometimes I would say I'm gonna do it in a minute and then forget to check my bible read my bible I had to go back, like, hours later. Like, it wasn't the first thing I did now. So, I'm making it a goal. And then it was a fight with my email. Where, after I conquered the Instagram, it was my email. Where I would immediately check my email before, you know, my Bible thinking, oh, this is not as bad as Instagram. And it's like, nope. Definitely read your Bible before your email too or any text message don't text anybody back before you're in my presence and it's such a good thing to do because like it'll just give you a whole different outlook especially with my life where like it was a lot of drama and sometimes I will wake up to text messages of people cursing me out from the night before and then I wake up in the morning and I'm cursing them back out continuing the conversation we had the day before and now that just shifted my entire day now you know, I got a bad attitude first thing in the morning for from cursing somebody out. And it feels like I'm cursing throughout the day now and upset and screaming and yelling at like however, whatever time early that day about what somebody did the night before. I'm carrying things to the next day. And it's like, it was a mess. So with that, it was like eliminating those different things where it's like now I'm thinking about my responses more. I am still contributing where I'm still arguing back with people from the night before. But 
I am minimizing certain things where it's like now I'm starting to think about it more like is this even worth still arguing about maybe I just won't text them back at all ever again or maybe I'll just say good morning instead so you know sometimes they'll still be trying to curse me out from the last text message other times people will let it go but you know it just shifted things so all I know is like That's when that fight, you know, is mostly being conquered. So now it's like it's 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 like I hit another level now. I'm on another level with God because after I conquered that fight, first thing first, my Bible, nothing else. You know, my days are different. I'm on another level. Like Satan is in a way like losing ground with me, and it's it's noticeable. So I'm like, wow. And then God has given me more, you know, he's, he's, he's giving me more, like he's giving me things in the spirit, spiritual gifts because of it. So I'm like, you know, first I'm very humble. Like I have so much work to do. I'm really not changing as much as I should. I feel that I should be making so much more progress. And God is like, finally, like, you know, I'm proud of your progress and definitely be grateful for the progress you're making and then like kind of giving me like a little congratulations like congratulations like you're not doing this anymore congratulations you don't do that anymore congratulations look how much progress you've made in your bible and with me over time so I was glad to hear that from God that felt better than hearing anything from anybody about anything any accomplishment ever so I wanted more of that like now I'm chasing that not chasing it but like definitely looking forward to it so, all I know is one day, I'm reading my Bible, and over time now, even though I'm progressing and I can feel myself getting better, it feels like things are getting worse. So, I'm like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing everything the same as I used to. He's like, continue going on like you like you have. And every single time he says that, I get a little bit more flustered because I'm like, but now I'm not making progress anymore. Or, but now, you know, things are worse. I'm continuing on like I like I have and I'm making more progress with you. And I'm doing more with you. So why are things getting worse? They're supposed to get better. Like, I'm looking forward to things getting better and then they start getting worse. And I, now I'm feeling betrayed. Or a little let down. I won't say betrayed. I was feeling a little let down. So God keeps telling me, like keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing and I'm getting flustered so I'm like God I'm doing what I was doing things are still progressively getting worse every day like by the day every time I pick up my bible immediately I started feel feeling attacked and targeted things would come out of nowhere people would start distracting me so it was already this battle like I already have been working on the first things first, read your Bible every every morning. And then another thing was when you're reading your Bible, do not be distracted by anyone or anything. So I noticed I would pick up my Bible immediately as soon as I started reading my Bible. I wasn't getting calls all day or all night or nobody was checking for me. And immediately as soon as I read my Bible, everybody's calling my phone. Hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? They want to talk. You didn't want to talk before. Are you rushing me off the phone? You wouldn't even want me to call you. But now you want to talk and all this other stuff. And it's like, I don't have time for that right now. I'm reading my Bible. 
But then other things will happen like, you know, text messages and all kinds of stuff. Then I would have people calling me like, hey, like not not calling me on the phone, but like calling me like, hey, come here. And now I'm distracted from my Bible because I got to do this. I got to do that. Then I would have like just all kinds of different distractions that didn't make any sense. Then it got to the point where I'm ignoring all those distractions. That's the easy part. Now the distraction is get up and use the bathroom. Now you're hungry. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know, that's pertaining to things that you feel like you have to do immediately. So God is telling me, focus and practice not being distracted. from Don't let anything distract you because you notice the pattern. Do you notice as soon as you pick up your Bible and get in my presence, somebody's calling you, something's calling you, something is distracting you. That is the devil. That's Satan. And so I got a little scared because I said to myself, you know, at first I wasn't scared. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to just practice it. But I got more scared when I realized how much power he had over everything and everybody. Where, like, cats scratching at the doors and never letting up. when They they wouldn't do that any other time unless I'm reading my Bible. And then um, people around me, like, arguing with me, starting arguments or calling me to do stuff. And I can't even hold them off for five minutes so I can read my Bible. And then it got to the point where now I have to use the bathroom immediately as soon as I pick up my Bible. Every time, one time, I picked up my Bible, I had to use the bathroom. I went to use the bathroom. I sat back down to read my Bible, I had to use the bathroom again. Like, I just used, literally just a second ago, just a second ago, just used the bathroom. I'm like, that is Satan. It's Satan. So it was just, it was scary. Like, wow, if he can do that, how much how much more, you know, can he do? And God is telling me, like, you have no idea, you know, the lanes he goes to to keep people away from me. And will go to to keep you away and keep you from, you know, coming out of this. Because he's pretty much telling me, like, you know, you got to come out of that. Like, you have to come out of his arms and out of his presence and out of his grasp, out of his grip. You know, and you're fighting to get out of that. I'm here with you. You're going to do it. You can't. I believe you can do it. But you have to come out of that. So that was scary, you know, to realize how much of a grasp he has on me. Where he can make me have to use the bathroom and control my body in ways like that. Where I'm so hungry, I can't even wait. I'm rushing through my Bible to eat. All kinds of stuff like that. I was so scared. But, um... I'm conquering that over time, too. So I'm getting better with that. We're not letting people distract me. It would get to the point where people would start slamming doors around me, getting very irritated automatically with bad attitudes. When I'm waking up in the morning trying to have a good attitude, their negativity is affecting what God is trying to do. And that was scary because it almost felt like, excuse me, the people that Satan would use, I can't avoid so it was scary because I'm like, what do I do? Like, I don't want them to ruin my day. This is like all I have. So if I feed into it, it just makes it worse. If I don't say anything, they still get worse. And they just won't stop, even if I'm asking you to calm them down. So it's like I just had to endure. So all I know is. You know, it would get more like that. And 
every time I picked up my Bible, it was always something. And it wasn't even just, you know, ignore them. I couldn't. Like, I could, but it was it was becoming harder and harder and harder to ignore them. It was getting to the point where I'm almost provoked to fight or argue or curse people out or get angry while I read my Bible. And then, like, I'm trying to read my Bible and imagine me thinking in my mind, like, I can't stand this, you know, curse word, curse word, curse word. You know, why are you, you know, so wicked? And I was really thinking, like, you got to be, like, the biggest demon or something like that, whatever, to be, you know, deliberately trying to distract me from reading the Bible, for this to be affecting you or bothering you or whatever. And all I know is, you know, God was definitely telling me, like, about myself, like, things I need to work on. Like, you know, that's how we had you not too long ago. So don't be so quick to judge. And this is something you have to make it through. So he was definitely being a little tough, a little tough love because I felt like, God, just make it stop. Like, why can't you just make them be quiet? Why can't you just stop saying from distracting me? Why do, you know, why do I have to fight to not be distracted to to read the Bible to be in your presence, like that's something you're supposed to be handling. Ain't that's what I'm reading the Bible for? And like I do feel like you know that sense of humility may have been like fading, but it was also it was just fading to be built up stronger. But all I know is, you know, one day I got so fed up. I'm like God, I'm crying now because. I just want to have a peaceful day. I just want to read my Bible. I really just want all good things for everybody. I pray for everybody. I really just want, like, to be in the presence of God. That's all I want. Nothing else. Like, other people ask for a million dollars. Other people want all these materialistic things. Other people want to shoot for the stars every day. I want that stuff, too, later on in life, yes. But I'm I'm patient for that. This is the only thing I want right now is to be in your presence, God. So, please. Why are you making it so hard for me? Why are things getting harder? And I'm constantly saying this every day and I'm getting frustrated because I'm saying, you're not answering me. You're not saying anything. Why aren't you doing anything? Don't you care? And it's hurting me. I was so hurt by this point. It it, it makes no sense how hurt I was. I was just like devastated because it's all I have. And all I know is God is like, You need to pay attention and keep doing what you're doing and be patient because, you know, like he's telling me be patient and resist that and, you know, everything's okay. I don't need to be upset and to keep going. Even though things are getting harder, I feel like that wasn't enough. Like, tell me why things are getting harder. And he just did, Satan. But, like, tell me what like stop tell me what i can do to stop this now or can you stop it now like like why does it feel like you are neglecting how upset i am i was so sad i was sad about that but all i know is you know one day i got so flustered i was crying and i'm like i can't do this things are getting harder it's supposed to get better what am i doing wrong like, I just felt like it was like, I don't know. Am I going to go back to being suicidal now? Because life just don't feel like it's worth living. I'm trying so hard for nothing. Things are getting worse. And I thought that I was making progress. 
So that's when God says to me, you know, remember your assignment. You're here to revise the people. And immediately when God reminded me that everything came rushing back about my assignment, him sending me there, what I was there for. And also immediately I felt the sense of, you know, how did I forget that? Like, how could I have forgotten that? Like, of course, and everything went away. Everything went away. All the frustration, all the irritation, all of the why me, like this is horrible. All of that was gone. I'm like, wait, oh yeah, I do know everything. Like I'm okay. I'm exactly where I need to be and everything's okay. I'm good. Immediately, all of that was gone. And I'm like, what was I just doing? What happened? Looking around like, how could I have forgotten that? And then he's like, yeah. And then he let that last for about 30 more seconds. And then, boom, I snapped right back into the crying. And the, why me? This is this is horrible. And I was like, what? How could I have forgotten that? How could I have forgotten he said that? And after that, though, I had that, though. Because he had he had done it on such a level. He had reminded me in a, le- on, in a way where it's like, you can take that with you. So once he did that, I was like, okay. Like, it it helped. It really helped. I still felt that pain, that irritation, that frustration, and the the feeling like things were getting worse. I, I still felt all of that struggle, all of that. I still felt it. But I felt immediately better with that, though. It, I just kept reminding myself. You're here on assignment, revise the people. And I was like, you know, I do feel better about that now. You know, it was horrible before, but it's a little better. It's still horrible, but it's a little better now. So I trusted God more. Not, But the thing is, when he revealed to me that what was going on and the difference of me knowing and what I felt like before he revealed that to me, he revealed to me that I know I never, excuse me. I never stopped trusting him. My faith is strong in him. And that's not me. So when he revealed that was not me, I was like, wow, who is it? But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, that's a little intimidating a little, no, it wasn't. I wasn't intimidated. It's the one thing he revealed to me. When he revealed that to me, he revealed to me. I was ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I have everything I need. I'm okay. Like, I know what's going on. And I know what got, what's about to happen and what needs to happen. And I'm prepared. Like, let's go. That's how I felt when he said it. When he said it, he like, yeah. And he like, okay, so you ready? I'm like, let's go. And then, boom, snap back into it. I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like, when he revealed that to me, I'm like, wow, you know, that's how, how much of a hold Satan has on me in my life because of sin that he can make all of this time. I'm feeling suicidal all of this time. I do things. I smoke drugs and 
you know, I go out and I act out and I get upset about these different things. I'm, you know, angry. I'm fighting. I'm doing all these different things. That's not me. It's not me. And especially when I'm doubting God, especially when I do things reflective of, you know, not believing his promises and in him. It's not me. And I feel I, I'm I'm upset. I get upset when I think I want to be that person all the time. But then I remember that's the fight, you know, but it's still like I said, you still feel horrible. So he revealed that to me and I still had to go through every single emotion that was not in. um, You know, release or. What's the word I'm looking for? Pardon of any of the struggles, any of the, you know, work I was going to have to do in order to be that person all the time. So that happened one day. Then another day. Somebody showed up and they start talking because I I felt a presence. But as I'm asking God, God, what is this? Why, why, why? I'm still trying to remind myself what I'm here to do, but it still just feels so heavy. And that's when I heard somebody start talking in my mind. And that's the first time I heard people start talking in my mind. Well, it's not the first time, but it was the first time I was like aware in that way. And when I heard them, they were like talking and I'm like, I couldn't hear some of the stuff they were saying, but it's almost as if they wanted me to hear this or they were close enough for me to hear this part, though. And they showed up as I was praying and they were talking. And I feel like I heard them from a distance, whether they was aware or not. And that's kind of why I was smiling, kind of like a little bit smirking because like my mind heard it. Even if I didn't, I wasn't aware that I heard it. like my my subconscious mind, like the me that's with God all the time. The me that's in God, the me that I'm supposed to be all the time, heard it. But the me that has to fight this so I can be here all the time didn't hear it. And that's what I'm dealing with now. So they sh- they got closer to the me that is aware. That is, well, both are aware. But the me that, you know, has to fight this. They was talking to her. And as I'm reading my Bible, like they showed up a few days and I felt it. And I noticed it, but I was just like, I couldn't do anything about it. That's how I felt or wasn't time to do anything about it. So I just had to, you know, sit through it because I felt their presence when they showed up a few times before that. A few times that they showed up before, they was talking to the me that is in God. And I can't hear what they're saying, but I can feel what they're doing. And what they were doing was whispering different things to me, like you're irritated, you're angry, you're upset, you hate yourself, you're mad, you know, different things, like wicked stuff to try and get somebody to like, you know, react and to try and gain control over me and the things that I do. And when I first heard that you know 
that's why I would get so upset. So I'm just like, God, why would you let them be here? Like, why? Like, can you just push them out the way? Like, can you just make sure they never come back again or something? Like, can you hide me again? Like, but like, it was time. So I was prepared and I was aware, but that side of me, that part of me did not want to deal with it. But who would want to deal with that? But, um, so one day they finally made it very clear. So I was sitting and reading my Bible and like, I had decided like, you know, I'm very irritated in here. I feel closed in. It feels dark. I feel a presence. Maybe I should go and be out in, excuse me, in the sun on the patio. So I decided to get up and go sit on the patio, but God had been telling me at least two or three days before this, don't get up, don't move, don't do anything, don't go get any tea, because I would get up and go get tea to read my Bible with. And he's like, don't drink anything, don't do anything, just read the Bible. And he's kind of instilled that in me at this point, I'm still working on it, but when he said that to me, I said, why can't I have tea? You know, why can't I be on a patio if it's more comfortable to read my Bible there and I feel better? It makes my days better. You know? And he's just saying, you know, don't do it while you're reading the Bible or don't stop to do it after you've already started. So if I started on a patio, you know, that's cool. Just don't stop to do anything. When you're reading the Bible, it's a distraction. So one day I decided to get up after two or three days of actually listening to God. When he said that, try my best to not be distracted, not to go use the bathroom, not to answer calls, not to be, you know, not to get hungry. Like I'll wait. I'm putting off hunger and different urges to eat and do any other things until I finish reading my Bible. And also try my best to put it out of my mind because if you don't put it out of your mind, it will rush you through your bible like you're rushing like okay let me hurry up and get done with this bible so i can go to this and go to that and it was hard because a lot of times it was it was like i need to use the bathroom or i'm hungry or like i'm uncomfortable and it's like that's what they do that's what they're in your mind saying you're uncomfortable you're hungry you're thirsty you need tea it'll make you feel better you might want to be in the sun anything to get you up and make you distract you from the Bible for even a second is an accomplishment for them. So I got a little scared when I realized that that was what was happening because I noticed I did that a lot. So when I went and got, when I went and got tea and went to the patio this time on my way to the door after I got up when I knew I wasn't supposed to get up. But I was reading my Bible on my way out. As I read it, on my way to the door, I had to put it down, open the door, and see my see my way through. So I went bumping into different things. And Satan is, you know, doing different things where he's making sure different people are coming out and in the way. So you have to put your phone down to see where you're going. Or put it down to see where you're going. So you have to be sitting somewhere comfortable and, you know, unbothered to be reading it without distractions. This time I hit the door and right before I hit the door, meaning right before I reached it, 
you know, I heard it's her. And when I heard it's her, I was like, hmm. Are they talking about me? Because I'm still debating, like, does everybody hear this? Because remember, I was on a plane and everybody heard my thoughts. Everybody knew I was reading the Bible and everybody was aware of who I was. And I'm like, does everybody hear everybody's thoughts or does everybody hear mine? Because who am I? And I kept saying to myself, who am I? Like, I'm nobody to be important enough for somebody to want to hear what I'm thinking or know what I'm thinking, right? That was the question. But they said it's her. And when I heard it's her, I said, I thought to myself, me? Like, what is, who am I? What does that mean? Like, it's me? It's me for what? Because at this point, you know, y'all not good people. So is it me for what? Like, I don't feel like y'all good people. I don't know. I didn't know at the time. I didn't automatically judge them. I won't say that I did because that would be a lie. But I'm just like, I don't, I'm questioning them if they're, if they are because of a few reasons. Because I have to put things together. Like I said, I don't know much. Just what I'm getting. And I was quiet enough to hear them say, "The you're good. You're supposed to be really good. They end up just telling me. I think they discussed like, oh, she, she picked up on it. Might as well tell her. Like, yeah, it's her. It's you. You're the one who, you know, like, they, like they've been looking for me. Or they've been waiting on me. They didn't say all that, but they did say, like, she's supposed to be really good. You're supposed to be really good. I'm like, what's what's, what's this girl supposed to be? This her. Like, what, what are the characteristics you're judging it by to make sure it's me? Because, like, are you sure it's me? At this point, like, I'm really a little bit doubtful. But like I was when God gave me this assignment, like, are you sure I'm worthy? And then when they're like, it's her, I'm like, are you sure it's me? Because it's kind of funny, but it's not because it's like, why would it be me? Like, don't everybody read their Bible like this? That was my thought. Doesn't everybody read their Bible like this? Doesn't everybody love God this much? How could you not love God this much? How could you not read your Bible and just be immediately humbled in his presence? Like, I didn't feel special. So, when they said it's her, they're like, she's really good. She always reading her Bible. Um, and they said other things like she moved here from Cleveland, Ohio. That's how specific the, the things that they knew. I was like, wow, because I'm like, that still doesn't prove anything after they said she's really good and she's always reading her Bible and she really loves God. I'm like, those are vague terms. It's probably still not me. You Well, you don't know for sure if it's me. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm not saying. I'm definitely not convinced it is. And then they was like, and she moved here from Cleveland, Ohio. And 20-something years old or something like that. Because I believe I was like, how old was I? 20, 
22 or 21, 21 or 22. And yeah, and they said a few other things, but I wasn't sure if this is really what they said or maybe I was in denial. I don't know why I would be in denial because at that point, I just didn't feel any ties to the situation. So like it's about God for me. So it I wouldn't I don't feel like I would have been in denial, but I believe they said something like the girl who like is sent here to do something. And this is this is the part where it's like I'm not sure what they said, so I wouldn't want to quote this, but because I feel like this is the part they played over and might still be playing over. Um the girl like who is supposed to like I'm gonna just straight up say it, change him. Who's supposed to change him? Who is supposed to tear everything down? Who is supposed to like pretty much just blow up everything, destroy everything, change everything, like and I'm like, that's the reason to be looking for her. Because I, I had, they had to have a good reason to be looking for it. And just being good, loving God and reading our Bible seemed too vague of a reason. I wasn't convinced for why they were going to such great lengths to be there. But that was convincing. Okay, so she is about to, like, drop bombs on this on y'all entire situation. And you're scared. You're scared. So, yeah, it makes sense now. You're wicked. I felt like they were wicked. You're wicked. Because only way I'm going to be coming to destroy anything is if it's not of God. Because I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm not the homewrecker. I'm not the, you know, I'm not wicked. Where I'm deliberately sent or setting any set up in any kind of way. I don't set people up. I don't do stuff like that. Like, I believe everything you do comes back on you. And I've made some mistakes. But stuff like that, I feel like you're looking for trouble. And you deserve whatever you get. So I don't risk that type of stuff. I really don't play those kind of games. But it didn't feel like they, you know, believe that either. It didn't feel like, like, like they knew. They knew who I was, even when I didn't. Because I'm like, I don't, still don't think it's me, though. Because, like, okay, she comes from Cleveland, Ohio. When? This year? Like, everything match up? And it's like, it's kind of like a conversation a little, but, like, they're still not wanting to tell me it too much because they don't really want me to know too much. So that's why I feel like they may have lied about certain information. Because what would you do if it was really a war or potential war or, excuse me, something you were trying to prevent from happening? Would you tell the whole truth? Would you come and spill all the beans? No. I feel like the only reason that they even maybe told me that much, because they were trying to be very vague and be very careful about the information they told me. I feel like the only reason they probably even told me that much was because I sensed certain things and immediately my mind started working where I'm trying to figure stuff out for myself. So they probably realized, like, she might just figure this out on her own. So let's kind of control the narrative here. So that's why I didn't really feel too confident about anything I didn't figure out for myself. 
And the one thing I figured out for myself was when they said it's her. It was a few different reactions. One was like in awe. Like it's her. Like I can't believe she's here. I can't believe this is happening. Yes, this is happening. This is real. It's really her. She's really here type thing. And when I heard that, you know, honestly, I was like, now nah, that's real because I sensed that for myself. You wouldn't have told me that. It's the way it was said. It's her. Like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting on her my whole life type thing. And then it was another, it's her. Like, I can't believe it's really her. Like, wow, you talked about this or, you know, it was said and, you know, it was, you know, prophesied or maybe it was predicted. But I can't believe this is really, like, you're really real. You're really here. You're really her. But it, clearly they believed it enough to be, you know, pursuing and searching for it. Because if they didn't feel like it was that real, you know, which that's how it kind of felt a little bit. If they didn't really feel like it was really going to happen like that, then maybe they would have never even shown up. So clearly they believed it enough. One of them was a little taken aback. The other one was like relieved a little bit but you know like in a dream like in a dream kind of type mindset like wow this is really happening i must be in a dream this must i must be dreaming and i'm just like this, so you can get why i am in a mindset of are you sure it's me like <laughs> a dream you know i don't know I don't know, you know, I'm just a normal person and like I'm gonna mess this up if you really feel like I'm dreamy. I'm gonna mess this up, I promise. And because I'm not dreamy. Like, or that's you know, you can't judge how other people see things and I don't know how it was given to you. Like I feel like it was so much put on it for you. I'm scared for that. I'm scared about that part too. Like, because I'm just like, be sure. I'm just at this point. I'm just like, are you sure? Because somebody could have got your hopes up. Or maybe you got the wrong person. Don't get your hopes up too quick. Like, you don't know. And that's how I was feeling. But this person was sure. And I felt a sense of, uh-uh. Like, no, I'm not about to go anywhere. I'm not about to keep searching. Like, you know, maybe, I don't know if they were saying they're not about to keep searching. It sounded like they wasn't about to keep searching because that's what I kind of tried to get them to do. I was like, keep searching because I'm sure, I don't know if you, you know, got the right one. Like, And it was more of a, like, for you, that ain't even for me. I'm serious. Like, I would feel bad if you put all your eggs in one basket and I'm not her. I don't know if I am. And this is not me doubting myself. You know, I know somebody might be listening like, girl, like, you don't know who you are. You don't, you know, you don't think somebody could feel like that about you. You don't feel like that could be true. That could be real. 
But the thing is, you know, I don't know if I trusted, you know, how it was being given to me. I didn't know if I trusted how things were happening, especially even though the circumstances were unbelievable. For me, I feel like as unbelievable as you already are, am I really that unbelievable? So maybe I'm thinking too hard or maybe I'm not. So who knows? Because that's unbelievable to be talking in somebody's mind. People can read minds I never knew that existed. And then how many minds have you read to find mine? And then nobody like me ever showed up that ever almost fit the, you know, bill or you know, even somehow came close or, you know, you're not going to keep searching you that sure. I know how to feel about that, but I do know that whatever they were saying, I don't know if I can trust, but what I picked up on, I'm, I'm going to keep that for myself. I'm, I, I might be right about that because I figured that out for myself. And what I figured out for myself was that they were in shock and awe. So, one of them was like, okay, it's her. So, let's get started, you know? So, let's go, you know? And the way this person said it was in a way like, you know, I ain't scared. But, like, you know, I know what's going to happen. And, you know? Like, full aware of what's going to happen. And for me, after I found out what was going to happen, the reaction add up. That was my reaction, too. Like, you know? Okay. Let's go. Because what I found out was that I'm going to get into a big fight. A big fight with a very wicked, very demonic witch. And this witch is somewhat powerful. God said, don't say powerful. <laughs> God told me that he tells me that every time. Don't say powerful. But I can't, like for lack of better terms, I'll just say that. This witch has some sort of dominion or control where she's able to do. And has been terrorizing a multitude of people. So this is a big thing. But I'm going to win. And... When I said I'm going to win, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, but guys, like, don't get cocky. Because it's going to be a big fight. And it's going to be, like, you know, a good one, you know. Like, you're going to get some, you're going to get some, you know, blows. She's going to get some blows. And it is going to look, you know, a little bit. It's going to look, you know, it's going to look, what's the word I'm looking for? It might not look so good. You know, at certain parts of this fight where it might not look like you're even going to win. But you're going to win. And when he when it was said like that, I kind of, you ain't going to lie. You know, my confidence was hit a little bit because it sounded like you're going to tell me, like, this is like I'm meeting my match or something. Like, this person is going to, you know, lightweight, be, be, lightweight beat me up. You know? And the thing is... I'm not a cocky person. I'm very humble. You know, God has instilled that in me. 
So for me to have been surprised, I was going to get beat up a little bit, you know. Then for enough for it to have been, you know, a fight that I would have. I want to say concerned because I, like I said, you can't be concerned when you know the outcome you're going to win. But it's like definitely considering like this person going to get some good hits, you know, and it's one of those fights where it's like. Don't rule this person out. I don't want to say rule them out, but just don't, you know, feel like I'm winning. So, you know, that's that. Like, nah, like, consider that this person is going to be, you know, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a good battle, you know. So, with that, I felt like, you know, that's saying a lot. That is because I, when it was told to me, it was told to my spirit. It was told to who I am in God. And, you know, I just got this word, which is funny because it's right on time. Undefeated champ. God said you are the undefeated champ. That's what I am. I'm a demon hunter. Like, my whole life. I ain't never lost a fight. So... To say that this person going to get close to that, you know, where I'm going to consider losing, like, all my lose. That's saying a lot. That means this person is, you know, probably usually never lose either. Otherwise, would have won if it wasn't me. But I'll still win. So God is really being very... real because that's why I love him because he's the truth I love the truth and he told me the truth and the truth is at one point you're going to be doubting your victory but you're going to have it so know that that's how this person reacted but this person didn't react like they were gonna lose per se they reacted like i know what's gonna happen and maybe it feel like they may have gotten it the same way i got it like you're still gonna win but like i said this person could have been very well aware that they were going to be you know getting very close to that win or even i doubt that I might win. And that's a lot for me. That's saying a lot for who I am. Like like I said, like God has instilled such a power in me. I have never lost a fight. I've never lost a fight. Like the physical is different. In the physical, I fought different fights. That's not a, those are not fights. Those are not real fights. God said the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in the heavenly realms. This is a spiritual battle. And in the spirit, I've never lost a fight. And I've I've come against some very big contenders. I have gotten some very strong demons, you know, off this, you know, out of this realm, out of this spiritual realm. And they are very tough. Very, very hard to get. I know that. I have, you know, I've gotten so good that, you know, they locked up in my... They were locked up in my cell that God created for me, especially for demons in my kingdom. And they in there like 
you know, won't even say a word because they got caught. And I go down there and I look at them and I clean my weapons and I look at them like trophies. Because that's the work that was put in to get them. This is my life's work. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the demons I have in my cell. It's packed to the, to the top to the point where it feel like you can't squeeze another one in. But I'm always squeezing another one in there. And Jesus overlooks me. My Lord and Savior overlooks me with such, you know, he's so proud of me. He is so proud of me. He loves me so much. I am favored. And I'm blessed because you come up from that cell in that basement where I keep those demons. And I have all of these spiritual gifts. My my castle is beautiful. It's big. My kingdom is amazing. And the views are beautiful. And nobody is there but me. And Jesus. And these demons that I catch. And I'm really good. To the point where demons don't usually snitch on each other. They're liars. And they will fight. They they even sometimes are so confident that they'll they'll get out that they won't ever risk telling you any more information because I might get out. <laughs> and what will I look like to the other demons if I snitch? They know they're not getting out if they ever tell you anything. They know better. So I got the demons snitching on each other, even the big ones. Like, I'll start with the smaller ones, been there for a while. They helping me get other ones. The smaller ones didn't help me get them because I didn't know how to get them to do that at that time. But I get to the bigger ones and they helping me get other ones. That's how good I've gotten. I'm telling you, if you know demons, you know they're prideful, arrogant, vain, wicked, all that stuff Satan is. They will not rat. Some will. But it get you to get certain ones to rat, that's an accomplishment. Cause they will lie, lie, lie. And they be so sure, like, you know who I am? I will sneak out of here. I'm getting out of here. But God has built had built me a prison for them that they were never getting out of. Never had to worry about that. Excuse me. So all they could do is sit there and cry. And uh, insult me, but I was not insulted by anything they said because I know that they're demons and that comes with it. If I ever was affected by the different things that they do, I probably wouldn't be as good at it as I was because, you know, I know what they're what they do. Like, I was amazed that the different stuff that they would say didn't affect me because they would say some stuff. Oh, it would be true too, but it would just be so wicked, so wicked. Man, the stuff demons say out their mouth. You should hear certain people and how they sound like them, and you immediately recognize those demons. This stuff is real. It's very real. But God, how He would speak over my entire kingdom. He's everywhere. His voice so beautiful, so calming. And the demons would be so yeah, 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 like just loud, noisy, you know, so. Ugh, like it could drive you crazy and God would just speak and they would just whoosh all of that gone I love him so much but he came down he said you know why they're frantic like this because time is almost up 
And they know they're not getting out of that cell. But they did. They got out because they would have never gotten out because of me or because of God. This same demon which whom I am going to have victory over came and burned down my kingdom and let them out. And now they're running around. Do you know these are big demons? These are horrible demons. And let them out. Man. The devastation I faced. But it only was a reminder. It's time. It's like an alarm clock. Ding. You see this. You know it's time. It's time to go. And you know it's time for that, that final battle. So, this is the first step to forever. And God has already declared my victory. And I try to remind myself that when I get upset and I get frustrated with the circumstances despite what I'm going through. But I've made it so far. And I'm going to win. And I'm going to, you know, get that victory. It happens that way. Not the other way around. Now, even though she will come close and have me questioning whether I'll even win this battle. What she will not do is win. So I'm I'm already victorious in, in Christ, but of course, because he is God. The power he has instilled in me. No man, no woman, no demon, no spirit, no Satan can take. So she likes to call herself powerful and she likes to feel like she has power and control over this world. But all that comes to an end is however, how many people are going to be freed from her is the real victory. That's It's not even about me. It's not about me winning. It's not about, I'm not prideful or arrogant in any way. It's not about me saying, oh, I accomplished that. I did that. No, it's about how many people she has been terrorizing for however long. It's sad. It's sad when God showed me all these people who are being terrorized. Have been terrorized for however long. Where have I been? They need me. So God needs me right now. So, you know, I know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know what part of this fight we're at right now. Where, you know, am I questioning whether I'll win right now? Because I have been doing that lately. But that's right before I win. So, that might be how that go. It might be at that point right now. But for so long, I was just doing so well. Doing so well. I shouldn't talk about this like it's a loss. But I was doing well for so long that I think, you know, that may be why it affected me or affects me. That it starts to look like. And I'm surprised. I might not win, but I do. And everything comes down. Everything comes down. Everything is brought back to Christ. Bringing everything in obedience to Christ. Like, that's great because all these people, you feel like, well, maybe not all of them are even going to want to come back to God, but all of them are going to come back. All of them. 
that's part of the win. It's so worth it. So, you know, out of what I've seen lately, yeah, all that match up and add up. And this was told to me before this even started. So, yeah, that adds up. So, that means this is that's what's going to happen. So, if I had to guess, we're at that stage where I might be doubting whether I win. But that's right before the win. We'll see how long that takes.